Teen Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, Santa Barbarians. It's another beautiful Tuesday here in probably the most beautiful place on the planet to live. I think so. Um, as a Westmont graduate, I just did everything that I could to be able to stay here. And I was definitely blessed that if everything fell into place for me um, 38 years later. So I want to start off with, let's introduce everybody that we have here today. Uh, doing a check-in, we've got Ed Langlow, Dominique Hackett, Christine Marie from Review from the Deck, Angela Miller-Bevin, one of the directors over at Braille, hey, Dharma, no, just kidding, uh, Sierra Boatwright is in the house, she's going to do her first segment this week, uh, I'm really excited about that, Anthony Rodriguez, my friend, my compadre, We've got my massage therapist, healer, friend, Don Sanders, and of course, our producer, Richard Dugan, who killed a lot of commercials for us this week. And I know Angela's going to be going in there. And I don't know if Sarah knocked hers out yet, but. Not yet. Nothing. Waiting. Waiting. <laughs> Waiting, we, Sarah. We are, <laughs> we, we are supporting community every which way we can as a community show here. We have done that for over 11 years. All of the commercials that you hear are to support those people, businesses, uh, nonprofits that support our kids in the community because, heck, why not? And we've got Richard knocking out some beautiful commercials, and it really just leaves uh, awareness to this community of one of the best places on the planet to to live. Let's do this. Let's start off. We'll go around the room. Yeah. Lots happening. You don't have to. You, you, you get your shot. Great. Less mass. We can go to Costco now. Trader Joe's. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I actually went out to dinner twice this last week, and it was just like fresh. And I see faces, and I see smiles. Right. I see people on the bicycle path without mass. It's a. It's an awakening. So I think that that's would be my mindful thought of gratitude. Is hey, we we we, we turn the corner. And um, it's like I said a couple of weeks ago, I see the light and it's not a train. So it's a good thing. <laughs> we're, we're doing good. So, Dominique, what about you? What do you say? Um, I'm really grateful to all the students that I work with, uh, teaching them Braille for their perseverance. I mean, it's, it's been quite a difficult year and all these students are persevering and shifting on how they're learning and growing. And I just really hats out off to all students for their adaptation skills yes definitely christine marie what say you i'm I'm incredibly grateful for um the ridley tree cancer center and um all of the nurses and um uh helpers on the oncology ward for cottage hospital my my mother's um dealing with some issues and i have just felt so much support and so much kindness and love and connection and really working together um with all of these people i'm just super super grateful i don't know that i could even uh single anybody out at this point but um i'm just so grateful for them so thank you Nice. Yes, and you know she's in our prayers every day. Thank Christine, you. We love you, yeah. all. So yeah. absolutely. Thanks. Thanks. Ed Langlow. I could give a shout out to my doctors who are trying to resolve this issue that I have in my chest. 
Dr. Wright's pulmonary specialist and Jeffrey Polito. They're both doing things, taking x-rays of a chest x-rays, and they really haven't nailed down what's going on. But uh, so I'll take this opportunity to apologize in advance in case my voice breaks up during my segment. Uh, I apologize. I'm having a real struggle with it. We love you, Ed. Definitely love you. Angela Miller of Devon. There you are. That's a mouthful. Um, (laughs) I am incredibly grateful for um, the instructors I work with and Dominique because she is doing a fabulous job teaching Braille. She makes me want to learn Braille. And I also, you know, am just grateful for the teachers because this has been such a challenging time for all teachers. And my one of my best friends is a teacher in Orchid, Lisa Morinini. And she uh, has shared with me what a struggle it's been. And these teachers have did not sign up for this. You know, a lot of us say that, but they really didn't. And they went the full, you know, they've had to go from teaching in person to teaching remotely to now teaching back in person and to, you know, Jackson's graduating from um, from Santa Barbara Junior High, they were doing remote graduation. Now they're doing in-person graduation and only two people can go. And it's just, it's a challenge. And they have really rallied. And I just think that um, I, I can say a name, Samantha from Santa Barbara Junior High, who is a rock star, uh, Coach Battle, Coach uh, Zuffaletto, um, Coach, there's two Coach Battle. Um, one's at junior high and one's at upper, upper than at Santa Barbara High. But those are great people that I've gotten the chance to work with, and I am grateful for them. So there's my shout out. Nice. And we're grateful to you, Angela. You're doing some great things. You, you're waking everybody up over at Braille. have identified over a thousand kids that, wow. that have issues with their sight, and you're resurrecting a lot of things and, and, and putting some beautiful things together. And we've got Richard, uh, uh, co-host, working over there as well. And you know, he only sings your praises. So well, a little extra love to you, Angela. Thank you. He's, he's been a blessing. I, I've been able to have a team of people that I'm constantly amazed. They make me look good. So, I mean, I, I can't even say enough because I would not... I would not look as well as I do if I didn't have all of them supporting me. So I'm very, very fortunate. Thank you. Don Sanders, how you doing? I'm well. I want to give a, uh, I want to give a shout out uh, over here in uh, Miners Oaks, not far from you all in this little region we live in. And uh, got out this morning early from, for a run. And it was a, there's a delicious breeze coming in and mitigating the hot sunny day we're going to have. And, and uh, got to see the smiling face of uh, John at Coffee Connection down the street who holds down that end of the block here on the multi-use business and uh, residential area of Miners Oaks here in lovely Ojai. So just want to uh, express some gratitude for uh, having a nice early uh, wake up there with all that. Nice. Don, my, my parents lived in Miners Oaks for years. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. we've so. been here about 17 years. And, uh, you know, I appreciate John's kept his sole proprietor, uh, you know, well, actually, he and his wife, their little coffee shop going during this pandemic. I'm grateful I've been able to keep my sole proprietor uh, body work and massage business open during that time, too. 
Did you know my? Did you know my? Um, my my uh, dad worked at uh, Ace Hardware. Oh, Ace Hardware is at the end of my street. Yeah, they lived. They lived uh, near there, so he was the greeter. His name was Gil. Oh, cool. <laughs> but they only his middle name was gilbert so there were too many so they nicknamed him (laughs) we've got two more we got anthony we got sierra anthony what do you say uh i'm just grateful for all the wonderful donors that are helping us out at the food bank um for mental health awareness month um and helping us out with some self-care prizes which is uh christine marie don sanders richard i mean i got some amazing people I mean, you probably had the list. I'm actually driving, and I probably shouldn't be talking at the same time, but um, please let all the donors know that I'm truly grateful. Our team is truly grateful. Yesterday, I pulled out the very first names uh, for two uh, winners, and um, let me tell you, this is really exciting. I've had really good feedback with this, and today we'll be celebrating also Mental Health Awareness Month uh, with MTV and Feeding America. Wow. Yay! Love it. Well, the, your idea for the bingo for was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it was great, and we're we're I'm so happy that we were there for you to help. That's what this show is about. It's a community show, and everybody had no. I just put out one little email, and boom! Like within ten seconds, everybody just threw their hat in the ring. So we want to be here for that, and Anthony. Everything that you do and supporting the community, and you're going to start off our next section with where we need to be for our disaster kits. But let's get with Sierra. What do you say, Sierra? I saved the best for last. You have this segment today as well. Good morning. Um, well, I, I join with Don and being grateful for this gorgeous weather. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the Santa Barbara Botanic Garden and especially Scott Pipkin, the director of education and outreach there. He is really dynamic and is creating a lot of um we're brainstorming together ways to bring more uh, ecotherapy and mental health type experiences to members and to the public through the gorgeous grounds of the garden itself. And also want to give a shout out to Lotus Land and uh, their new executive director, Rebecca Anderson, who also is looking at how gardens are healing spaces and how to maximize using these gorgeous um, preserves. Both of those, the, both of those uh, gardens are preserves of precious plant life conservation sites. How to use those to help people in, increase their sense of well-being? And um, so, shout out to both of them. All right. Oh, that's wonderful. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful people that support our beautiful community. Uh, Richard, we got 20 seconds left, maybe. Let's close this out. Well, who are you grateful for? I am thankful and- for, uh, I, I am thankful for Johnson & Johnson for two reasons. Uh, their baby oil when I was a child and uh, their vaccine. Uh, now that I am uh, 60 years of age, uh, going to get that all taken care of. Uh, because I only want one shot, and uh, both my wife and I are going to do this uh, as of our uh, conversation here uh, this after this morning, actually, following the program, and that'll be done and over with, and I won't have to worry about it anymore and be concerned. Although I never was anyway. Plus, I have a very strong immune system, so you know, I'm I'm either way, I'm good. I'm good to go. So I'm thankful for. Uh, uh, for those people who went into the fields of immunology and and uh, R&D as far as research and development of these different uh, wonderful 
um, ways in which we can stay healthy. I still am a firm believer, a very pro-immune system. And uh, at the same time, you know, sometimes we have to, we need to acquiesce and say, you know what, for the betterment of preserving the posterity for our, preserving uh, this country and uh, these people uh, for our future generations, this is what I'm going to do. So that's what I'm grateful for. Nice. Good job, Dr. D. Let's take a little break. I got that one. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Let's take a little break. This is Erica Salda, the queen of tea. We'll be back with Anthony Rodriguez after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hey, this is Anthony Rodriguez, and I am from the Food Bank of Santa Barbara County. I am the Operations and Disaster Services Specialist. And um, today we'll be going to be talking about wildfires. As you guys know that this month is uh, we started a wildfire season. And actually, unfortunately, that... Um, here, it is going to be fire season pretty much for a while because it's been so hot. So what is exactly is it that you guys have to do to do to prepare for a wildfire? Well, you definitely have to be keeping an eye open and making sure that you guys um, go around your home. We have, a, have about 100 feet of dispensable space, um, which is extremely, extremely important. Um, and because if you want somebody to save your home, you got to make sure that you have that defensible space. Uh, we don't want to put anybody else in danger. Uh, another thing you have to do is make sure that you have your kit. Um, have it ready uh, by the door. Have it in a closet that's close to the door. Or also remember to always have one in your, in your car and also at work. It's really important for you to have three kits um, because you just never know where you're going to be. Now, in a wildfire, things that you have to always keep in mind is where you're going to go, right? Don't wait for the fire department to tell you that it's time to leave. If you're uncomfortable, just go. Okay. Because the longer that you stay, you got to think about the traffic that it ends up, um, you know, rubbernecking, people rubberneck, people are trying to get out. And that's when there's a lot of accidents. So we don't want to have a disaster within another disaster. That's what we want to avoid. So if you are uncomfortable at any time, just go. Um, learn your, your, um, the warning signs or the alerts. Uh, you know, make sure that you understand them. What do, what do they mean? Um, what's an evacuation warning? What's an evac mandatory evacuation? And they're only going to be using two. They're trying to minimize the confusion during a disaster. So always keep in mind that you can go to readysbc.org and you can get all the information on wildfires, um, earthquakes, all kinds of preparedness information. But please remember, you are important you are first and you have to take care of yourself and your family and it's our responsibility as community members to get to know our state and our also our county emergency plan and that's online you can go online to uh, also readysbc.org and, and find the plan and get to know what's going to happen your kids school if you have kids in school always make sure that you know that plan also because they might not let your students out depending on where the fire is so just know that you have to, it's your responsibility as a community member to know what plans you need to know, 
who to contact and how to get it and understand it. And if you have questions, always ask. He always, always ask. Now, if the fire is coming pretty close and they already told you that, you know, you guys are on warning, like I said, just leave. But also go ahead and back your car in. Load your stuff. Be ready to go if you feel that you don't want to go at that time. Have it ready in your car and make sure you always have no less than uh, a half a tank of gas at all times. Make sure you always have small bills uh, because you don't want to pay $100 for a gallon of uh, a gallon of water. Keep that in mind because once a fire happens, the, they can shut off a P, uh, all our power, which will end up with a PSPS. Number one, just remember, always eat your ice cream first, just as a heads up, because, um, <laughs> you know, it's going to melt. And, um, you know, also know the warning signs. Go on to uh, Southern California Edison. Take a look at their PSPS website. Gives you all the information about what happens when there's a shutdown, how long it's going to take. But remember, it's not if, but when, right? Disaster strikes, because we never know when it's going to happen. So always be aware, always be prepared, and be ready to recover. Anthony, for our teen athletes out there, a lot of them drive. Everyone's getting their driver's licenses really early. You don't know where their family is going to be when this disaster happens. That's right. Me, helicopter mom, I have a 30-year-old and a 27-year-old. I want you to know they're going to be visiting me at the end of this month. They each have their buckets with the toilet lid, okay? <laughs> and it was important for me to provide that feature of their disaster kit, okay? Because awesome. having gone out about two months ago to San Diego and not being able to go to the bathroom at almost 60, Okay, and they're finally running in prayer hands at the 99 cent store. Okay, and having this beautiful woman, Carla, and her, she had her little basket with all of her worldly belongings in there. She let me cut Steve I would to this day, I'm just telling you straight. So I think every teen athlete, we might have to just do a teen sports radio one. I think if we get enough buckets. That would be so cool. That's. I think we need to start dispensing Tina Sports Radio buckets with the lid. Okay, with the toilet lid. With the lid. <laughs> you gotta have the lid. Okay. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, thank you, Santa Barbara. We really need to address these issues. We need to prepare because failing to plan is planning to fail. So we need to prepare, and that's why I love it when Anthony comes out and just gives us. Um, some of this information. So honestly, because Dominique and I have followed it to the letter. All right. So share of hands, Christine and uh, Angela, has anybody else? Don, I know you would be the type to be paying attention to these this series and jumping on in there. Preparing for emergencies. And how many of us is prepared? We've done everything. I used to teach a class. I had preparedness for earthquakes because when I worked, when I was a camp counselor at the YMCA, they talked me into being trained. It was back when earthquakes were really big. And we have all these, we still have parts of it for an earthquake and they're all over the house. So if there was ever an emergency, I would have the clothes on my back. And my children, that would be all I would have. There would be no, and I would not have a bucket with a lid. I would go in the backyard. (laughs) Okay, this makes a good birthday present, uh, Christmas present. uh, So, yeah, 
I know, especially well, uh, on those Christmas parties when, what do they call those? Oh, um, right. White Elephant Gift. Yeah, White Elephant Gift. I'm telling you, it's an awesome, I think Braille should get in on it. Yeah, they're only, so, toilet seats are only like 15 bucks. It's, yes, it's not it's, expensive. It's not expensive. The, the bucket, bucket's five bucks. Right. The what a gift. The $20 gift, if you go to a White Elephant thing, that's, this is what you've got to do. What a gift. Can I, what a gift. Can I, can I, can I, I have those silver blankets in the packages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Aren't those great? I like those. <laughs> nice. When we oh, had big fires and we got evacuated, I'll tell you what the most important thing to have is your children, your family, and your documents. That really is, yes. at the end of the day, all you need in an emergency and your car to get out. Just make and sure they're your children, not somebody else's, okay? <laughs> Dominique already has set aside the boxes. We're using the Something Good Organic boxes for the chickens. <laughs> everything is getting saved. I've, I've saved six That's boxes. Right. Now you've added me to Carolyn Gibbons. That's it. Something's good. They have the best boxes. The carrier, they're easy to fold back together. Fold they back have together. Oh, yeah. And she recycles them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I go, what are all these boxes? Why do you turn up? She goes, they're the disaster for the chickens. For the chickens. Got so, it. Yep, yep. So I'm like, thank God for Dominique that she's actually thinking about the chickens. <laughs> Those <laughs> are a girl. Way out the door in the car. <laughs> no, she has to have her time with the chickens. The other girl, they know her too. She hand fed them. Like when they were little babies. <laughs> All right, let's do this. We've got Ed Langlow. Stay tuned for Ed Langlow after these messages. Well, now together we will stand every boy, girl, woman, and a man. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. I'm Ed Langlow. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. Today I have a, a segment that I'm going to try to get through without my voice breaking up too bad. It's uh, visualization techniques. Last week, Dominique brought up a powerful emotional modification technique using a visualization or guided imagery to ease unpleasant feelings, especially towards another person. And when she talked about visualizing, initiating a sense that you actually experienced the event of apologizing to someone that you had a disagreement with, I commented that it was part of being a mentor to a younger person to share your empirical knowledge of a similar experience and how it turned out so they might avoid the unpleasant outcome uh, with their situation. I know guided imagery is a powerful procedure for counselors to control emotional problems that patients might be having. So if you can visualize on your own to maybe ease the anger you might be feeling towards someone, uh, you can save both of your 
selves uh, the unpleasant situation. A large part of the benefit of forgiving is your own peace of mind. So if you gain that peace of mind by visualizing you're forgiving that person before you ever talk to them about it, then you've already achieved half your goal, right? Visualizing can be used in many ways. It doesn't need to be apology. You can imagine uh, taking all of your regrets, for example, of, of the past and stuffing them into a backpack. Now, picture yourself walking down a path with that heavy pack. The path comes to a stream. Now you see yourself throwing the pack of regrets into the stream and watching it float slowly away and walk back up the path without the weight of all those regrets. And like anything else, visualization will take practice. But if you're feeling a lot of stress or anger, it's worth the time. Now let me show you something. Close your eyes just for a moment. Take a deep breath and focus. Now imagine you're holding a bright yellow lemon in your hand. Smell the peel of that lemon. Now visualize taking a knife in your other hand and cutting a wedge from that lemon. Now bite into the wedge. You likely sense the smell of the lemon peel and the shock of the sourness as you bit into the wedge. Your mouth might even have started to water. That's the power of visualization. So, Dominique, can we talk a little bit more about what you were saying last week? I think you even talked about visualizing washing someone's feet to bring yourself down to the proper level for apology. Talk about that again. So, what I was sharing is that uh, it's very interesting that information, factual information, while we find it interesting, it doesn't change our brain. It doesn't change how we're processing the present moment, how we're processing past trauma. Uh, it doesn't even increase our presence of mind. But what does change our brain is when we visualize something. So it, it's very interesting to me that um, our teens should realize our brain works with mirror neurons and especially children. They're, these mirror neurons are how we're learning from each other. And so the mirror right. neurons make it such that our brain makes us feel like the experience we're visualizing is actually happening to us. And because of that, we're actually changing our brain by this experience. So this is why having mentors and having teachers share stories about what's happened to them we learn so much through that because our body literally feels like it's happening to us. And Sierra may be able to comment more about what's happening when we hear stories and what's actually happening inside our brain. Yeah, absolutely. You're both right on. The mirror neurons are always at play. It's a huge factor of how we actually from, uh, from birth onward, how we form our sense of self is through this experience of mirroring. And the feedback that we receive, both non-verbally and verbally, obviously pre-verbal, it's all about how we're seeing faces and expressions and body language and touch. But especially for our athletes, I think it's important to know that the whole field of sports psychology validates the points that both of you are making. 
my son is a student at Westmont, woo, woo, Nick Butler, going into his senior year next year. Anyway, uh, he was the VIP player for Providence while he was at Providence. And they brought in a sports psychologist who did visualizations with them ahead of games and as part of practices. Because the brains, when you visualize that three-point shot, your brain now has a pathway for that to be true. It's oftentimes when we, we go into a new situation, we're like, well, I don't know what to do here. It's because we're actually going to be building the neural pathway while we're doing that new thing. But if you visualize the successful outcome that you want for that three-pointer, that three pointer, your brain now already has a neurological pathway for the body to follow, and it becomes exponentially more likely that you're going to make that shot. So you're both totally right on. Richard Ellsworth. Wow. I see Richard's in the house. You have worked with this. I know you've commented about uh, using guided imagery to change the result of a past experience. We've, we've got one minute, Richard. Tell us about that. Yeah, revision is, is one of my favorite techniques. And what it involves is replaying a scene that maybe you don't like or you didn't like the way it turned out. And you replay it in your mind the way you wanted it to turn out. So you condense that scene into, a, into a, a short, maybe like three to five seconds that implies that it would have gone the way that you wanted it to. And you loop that scene over and over again. And the reason you loop it is because to impress something on the subconscious mind, it requires you to be completely present in that moment or it requires a lot of repetition. Right. Um, so by doing that, again, you're retraining those neural pathways along a different outcome. The rote, rote memory, that's something I've been studying, memory. And, and one of the first things that the instructor talked about was rote, to repeat over and over until it's embedded in your mind. And, and yeah, that along with that becomes practice, and practice will help you to perfect these, these visualization techniques as well. Absolutely. And it really is all about that practice to grow those new neural pathways and new neural networks. It's something that um, it's occasionally you can do it just once, but more often than not, you really have to keep with the practice so you can keep those neural networks developing and growing and expanding. Um, a lot of people will do meditation and expect something to come out of it the first time, but it, it really takes having a practice and a routine. Okay, we'll be right back. That's awesome. Oh, thank so you, Let's uh, Yay! We do, we do need to take a break, so we'll be right back after this. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. 
Kim. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. I'm Sierra Boatwright, licensed marriage and family therapist with Santa Barbara Ecotherapy. Therapy that is decidedly and literally out of the box. And I'm inviting you to experience how exploring your your connection with the natural world can radically change your experience of therapy and provide you a greater level of support in therapy and between sessions. You can visit me at sbecotherapy.com or follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Santa Barbara Ecotherapy to learn more about my services and how connecting with nature can really support you. Let's do therapy outside. So for today, I am bringing a segment that was requested by Dominique in my last uh, opportunity with you guys here on Teen Sports Radio. You asked specifically, Dominique, how can we help our teens sensitively respond to requests from other people when our teens maybe are feeling like, you know, I'm not the person to meet that need. So say, you know, one example, uh, what this week that came up was a student was uh, invited to be a TA for a teacher next semester. And the student was pretty clear, like, I'm not going to have time to do that. And maybe there were, maybe she also didn't want to do that, but she was clear that she didn't have time to do that. So today I want to provide our teens with a five-step technique that you can use to sensitively decline uh, requests for, you know, time, energy, and effort um, in a way that still helps maintain your relationships with these people, but also sets boundaries. Because I think, you know, one of the main things that we are doing in the teen years is learning how to both understand ourselves and assert ourselves in a way that still maintains relationships and can provide platforms for us to you know, grow in our connections and make our way in the world. So these five steps are pretty simple. You're going to reflect, and we're going to break these down in a minute. You're going to get curious. You're probably going to reflect again, and then you're going to decline. And if you still have to decline, I'll help you do that in even a more firm and respectful way, respectful to you and respectful to the speaker. So what do we mean when we say reflect? So reflecting is a, a way of active listening. And it might look something like this. The teacher says, um, hey, I would really love to have you as my TA next semester. Maybe the student is like, oh, I definitely don't have time to do that and doesn't want to just be outright like, um, no. And sometimes students might be like, oh, yeah, um, maybe, you know, kind of wishy-washy. The first thing to do is buy yourself time by reflecting back. I think what, you're, what I heard you say this is a great start. What I heard you say is you're looking for a TA next semester. Is that right? You're signaling to the speaker that you are listening and that helps them feel like, okay, we have a good connection. Yes, yes, actually, yeah, I really am. Okay, step two, get curious. Now, in part, part of this is that you are buying a little bit of time because you're probably nervous. You're going to be saying no to a teacher. You know, there's a power differential going on here. Get curious. Well, tell me what you're looking for. So you are expressing to the teacher, I'm, I'm gathering information, I'm curious, I'm receptive, I'm listening. And the teacher might say, oh, yeah, I'm looking for someone who's this, and I'm looking for the type of help that's like that, and, you know, maybe uh, X number of hours per week or whatever, you know, whatever their need is. So now your, your curiosity has signaled to them that you're listening, and it's going to make them more receptive to the no that you might already know within you is coming. So you're basically just like laying the foundation for them to, to hear you. Reflect what you've heard. Okay, so you're looking for someone who has this amount of time, who can do these types of tasks, and on these days of the week. Is that right? See how I'm checking it out with them? I'm like, hey, am I hearing you? 
person says, yeah, actually, that's, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Now you've set the stage to give your no. It's not going to fit in my schedule next semester. Thank you for thinking of me. Okay, rarely does it end there, right? Most people, if they've got a request or they've got a need that they want you to meet, rarely are you going to, you know, is it going to stop there? So if that person is continuing to kind of push a little bit and they're like, oh, but can't you fit it in? And oh, like, couldn't you rearrange some things? You can come back and restate your uh, decline, you know, a little more firmly. Thank you for thinking of me. I will pass on it for this time, but I will keep your needs in mind if I think of a friend who could meet that need. Right. So now not only are you still declining, but you're also making yourself an ally in solving this person's problem. Now, bonus points to you. If in this process, you can get to the place where you already firmly believe that you don't actually owe this person an explanation of why you're declining. A lot of times when people ask us for things and we don't want to or we can't, they're like, oh, but why not? You don't have to go there. You have full sovereignty over your time, energy, effort, body. And this is a key thing that you're learning as teens and young adults. So remember inside yourself, you owe no one apologies for why you can't meet that need. You don't owe them an explanation about why you can't meet that kindly. It's not going to fit my schedule next semester. Thank you for thinking of me. But because you gathered all that information, I will keep you in mind as I'm, you know, chatting with my friends. If I know someone who can meet those needs for you, I'd be happy to connect you. So this is just a five-step process that you can use in all kinds of situations. Teachers, probably sometimes with parents, all the parents might expect an explanation. You know, when it's a parent parental consent situation, you'll probably have to fudge a little bit. But especially with parent, uh, with friends, with teachers, with your jobs, a lot of you are going into new jobs and people are making big expectations of you. You can use this technique to protect your boundaries around your time, protect your schoolwork, your athletic commitments, all of those things. Reflect, get curious, keep reflecting, decline. And if you have to set um, a, another boundary, decline firmly, believing that you don't have to explain this to anyone. So I'm open here for questions. Uh, Dominique, this was your request. We've got two minutes. Any, any thoughts or questions about uh, this process? Yeah. The two big things that I picked up is my body feels like I can breathe because that's the first thing that happens to me when someone makes a request to me and I know I'm going to have to decline. I can't breathe. I'm scared because now I think they're not going to like me. Yeah. So what you just suggested, my body goes, oh, I can breathe. You mm -hmm. give me a space to breathe. And then my second feeling was, relating it feels so good to me because they know that i heard them and i'm giving them a chance to hear me and that relating feels really good yeah. thank you so much that is so, so usable you're so welcome yeah, yeah I, I think that buying that time and reflecting and and getting curious allows us to get back in our bodies and get back into that breath and remember that we are sovereign over our time energy effort yeah and, and I think and it it's a happy, loving approach. It's it's all to to relate. It's it's good. The outcome will always be will be happy, be good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm 
I'm reminded of um, nonviolent communication where you're reflecting and responding. And it's so important because sometimes we really don't hear what people are asking of us. We go off into another place. And so when we say, well, are you asking this? Then they have the opportunity to say, well, no, actually, that's not what I need. I need this. And so I think that's very helpful to, to, to yeah. get to fine tune what's happening. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you so nice. much. And good luck out there, teens. There you go. Thank you. We got Christine Marie right after these messages. Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with A View from the Deck. And um, I'm going to be uh, picking a card for Angela Miller-Bevan. Angela, bottom, top, or middle? Middle. Middle. Okay, here we go. All right. Well, check this one out. It's the seven, seven of wands. How do I do it? Seven of wands. Can you see it? Um, it's a person who is standing above a bunch of other people holding a wand, kind of like a, a staff. And there, and the other six people, all you see is their staffs. She's ready. She's ready to go. In other words, um, and they and they've given up. And so she's still fighting. So I think what this card talks about, it it says valor at the top, but it wants to acknowledge that you've done a lot of work. You're ready and you're winning, actually. You've got the upper hand. You're on the, the higher ground. Everybody else has sort of given up a little bit and you don't have to be quite so defensive. You can actually acknowledge that you're, that you're winning and that, 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 that um, you, can, you can take a deep breath. You can rest. I feel like that today. I feel like we are winning finally. <laughs> yeah 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 this is nice. a great it's a great card to really um you know take into the you know just to to, to realize that we don't have to always be def defensive and fighting and to really look at the situation in a sense it's kind of looking back at feedback at oh wait wait what's happening here what is how oh oh i see you know because if you're so busy fighting and maybe thinking in your mind this is going to work or not work but you reflect what's happening um then you can see oh wait everybody's just standing there and i'm still fighting i think i can take a deep breath now and move forward yeah that is exactly true christine marie thank you so much because it, it really that's how my day has been it's really interesting how do we how do we get a hold of you christine marie because oh. we're gone closing out the show oh, yes. if somebody would like to uh use your service Yep, you can um, give me a call or text me at 805-350-2705. You can also find me um, at Paradise Found on their website. That's the metaphysical bookstore in town. And I have a Facebook page called A View from the Deck. So please contact me. Nice. Not, not to be not heard. Any, we, we, we've got a minute. Don, put all this together. Little words, because you know you are... Uh, a scholar and in so many different realms. Okay, so um, anyway, it's Don's Massage in Ohio, and you can look that up online, and it's 
1-800-273-2684. And I just wanted to piggyback on uh, Sierra talking about the echotherapy on NCR. There's been a research study showing that uh, at least two, they're quantifying that at least two hours a week out in nature will decrease your depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's important, I think, to put some, some you know, this kind of research into these things because many of us have known this for a long time and it's good to keep spreading that word about how beneficial this is because, uh, you know, we're all still reeling through this last uh, 14, 17 months, whatever now. And, and going forward, um, there's a, there's a great little song, you know, uh, I'm not going to sing it cause that doesn't work on zoom, but I'll talk it, but there's this little old ditty that goes accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In between. <laughs> and so when we go out in nature, you know, it's easier to apply those visualization techniques like was being discussed and discussed. And also, you know, our brains can go in all kinds of places they don't need to. But when we ground in nature, they stay where they ought to be. So, nice. yeah, I just want nice, to nice, nice. Long, thank you. Everybody else is there. Everybody, hey, we ran out of time. Uh, check in with us next week. I think the mask's going to be gone in the next couple of weeks. Everybody's going to see our smile. We live in Santa Barbara. God bless everybody. See you next week. Keep it down.